Did you get rested up from all week? Yes, I did. <laughs> I finally got me some good long sleep. <laughs> Baby gets here, you're not getting sleep. <laughs> it's going to be a whole new ballpark. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Babies will let you sleep just not while. very long in a while. So yeah. you know. We've never had that much trouble with our kids. I mean, there's little spells, you know, as babies that go through, but for the most part, they weren't what I would consider horrible, you know. Well, you also stayed in the bedroom and I remember something like that. Well, Andrew and, uh, and Amber came by. Came over last night or yesterday afternoon, and and uh, little Micah, you know he's he's a chunk already. But yeah, Andrew and Micah just came in. Uh, oh, they did. Yeah. 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 Good. He was uh, he was he was being a character last yesterday. <laughs> I was playing with him, and and he was he was screaming and hollering, not crying, yeah. just screaming as he's laughing. Oh, my goodness. Who? Yes, Micah. Is he here? Yeah, he's, yeah he just came in. So they could come to the lighthouse today. Aww. So they, they stayed in the RV. It made a really nice guest house. And he was making little weird noises, and and he'd get, he'd get tickled at himself and laugh. And <laughs> we were We were having a ball. And then he turned that off and turned on the other, just like, it's <laughs> like changing the channel on the radio. Just, oh, whoa, what happened? Somebody turned on the television and it was loud. That wasn't it. Oh. All I did was pick him up and let him look out the window. He's like so chill. He's not fidgety like other babies. He's real strong, so he's, you know, and, and he just looked out the window where the wind was blowing the foliage behind the house. And he's just very calmly just... No, he's not like other babies. He's our grandson. <laughs> well, so I know what you're talking about. Some babies are like, you can tell, they're just like, going to be chill. Like, he is. Yeah. He's and so calm. And then other ones, you, tell, you can tell what, they're yeah. going to be different. Yeah, my, yeah. my granddaughter's not very chill. I just was there this weekend, and I am worn out with both of those kids. <laughs> only, only one problem with chill babies when they get older, sometimes you're concerned about them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Lane, uh, he'll be quiet. I'm like, uh-oh. I walk in here, an hour is gone by, and he's got one little car. No, he can just stay inside. That's Self-managing. He can deal with us. Yeah. I just figured since it was Andrew's son that he'd be kind of rowdy. Yeah. We'll see what happens. He looks just like Andrew did when he was that age. He looks just like Andrew. He's just, you know, this... I'm just hoping that's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah anyway. Maybe you pick up the good qualities. Yeah, well, it's time for praises. That was mine right there, so. What's your praise? Lisa. Um, we went to, uh, Pastor had this um, malignant sun damage thing on his head, so um, they had a cancellation, so five weeks early, we got to go in and, Get my head cut off. Yeah. And when the, doctor, when the doctor cut it with a scalpel, it just popped out. He's like, oh, it just popped out. And, I mean, it wasn't. It was just, you know, that bang. We caught it early, so. And she didn't die or throw up. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't know who you're confusing me with. Yeah, well. I'm an emergency caretaker. Well, I know you can't watch a needle going in, so. Not me. I can watch it go in somebody else, maybe. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just needle. Moving right along. Okay. <laughs> Who else has a praise? Bob. I pray when I'm weak and when I'm not lovable. Amen. Amen. We're working on that ourselves, actually. <laughs> Being able to do that. Maybe we can make a club. Hey, well, we can make the club. All right. I think we can do it. Clarissa. I just praise God for the VBS this year. There was a lot of kids and yeah. You know, it seemed like it was going to be crazy town. It was it was pretty much like it went really well. It didn't go off the rails. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you could have. yeah, very much could have. Very much could have gone easily. Yeah. But, um, yeah, everyone did so good. I was so, I was so proud of the teenagers like that, that they like gave their time to, you know, yeah. they could have been doing anything like uh, with their, the end of their summer and they chose to be here and teaching classes and working with kids. And I think that's just amazing. I just, I think yeah, it was, so uh, it was, it was an awesome week. We yeah. had nearly as many volunteers as we had students. So yeah, it, we had lots so of help. Yeah. We had people so everywhere, and a kitchen yeah. crew that was amazing. We didn't have to go clean up after everybody left. Yeah. Well, another praise is that I was able to, the, the Lord opened the doors and made it work, and I was able to witness to about three people there that were pretty open to listen. And one is supposed to be here this morning. We'll see if it actually happens. Uh, I'm actually expecting this lady to show up with her husband this morning, but we'll we'll see. But sometimes that doesn't happen. But I'm kind of thinking it will today. Clarissa, I also want to praise God that you know it's never easy for to see your kid have like a friend of the opposite, like a boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay, like, <laughs> but. I will say that out of all the boys, Alexis really got a great kid. Like, and I love his mom, and he's just uh, It's the first time I haven't minded that other person, the friend boy. The friend boy. It's <laughs> the friend boy. Hey. But even James and I were talking about it. We're like, man, it's just. We're actually kind of grateful that he's around because they're going into freshman year together, and you know he's got a good head on his shoulders, and um, it's just that he's a good influence on her, you know, which is pretty cool. Like we just never saw it coming, <laughs> but she's just surprising us left and right. So, well, praise the Lord. Yeah, and, and they're totally cool with every time they hang out. It's just with their parents, like. So every time they hang out, it's with me and his mom, and we all hang out together. That's pretty cool. Like so. Pretty cool. Yeah. You got super lucky. I know. I know. That's why I'm praising God. I need to give him the praise for that. Yeah. Morning, Francis. Yeah. Vicky, what's your praise? Eight or two. Bobby's not quite over COVID. He felt really bad yesterday, but he did say he's feeling better. Yeah, yeah. Last us today, so yeah. Next week will be a much better week for him, and uh, God has blessed us through it all. Uh, yeah, they're doing. Yeah. Hey, Amber. Hey, Amber. Hey. 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 Hey.
And I praise God for the great week at BBS that we had and uh, that everything. I see Ooh, that. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Come on in. Does he join us in the doctor's office? Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. It's so good to see you. I just told everybody you were going to be here today. <laughs> I love your outfits. Thank you. Oh, I love the little food. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. You said you'd be here. All right. Well, we are thrilled you're here. Thank you. Vicky, go I ahead. I also wanted to praise God for the great week at BBS and uh, the wonderful people in the kitchen. We just we came in, we worked together seamlessly and got everything done. And there was a lot of work, especially on that last night, but we all got it all done together and, and had great fellowship in the meantime. And, and, and the whole process was just really great. And we awesome. had a lot of kids that... Some that ain't good, and some that turn their nose up and stuff, and it's like. <laughs> I had one child tell me, I didn't ask for that, and I'm not going to eat it. I said, okay. Oh, oh. where's that Teddy? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Thank you. Yeah. Jordan, this part of our class is the part Jesus gets. This is our praise time. We share the praises of what the Lord's been doing in our life this last week, and that's what's going on right now. And next is Brenda back there. And you can participate if you'd like to. I just want to praise the Lord for this. Well, Friday I took off and went to Navasota to see my grandbabies and spent some time with them and got wore out, you know. But it was just great seeing those kids. I hadn't seen them in a, in a few months, and they're just yeah. growing like crazy. Amen. They do that. Clarissa? I, just, I have to give one more praise to God about <laughs> I think he heard me say out loud that, like, I'm not really, like, a kid person. And then he, like, sent me all these kids to take to BBS every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I became a kid person. She, she, looked, like, she looked like Mama Duck coming in with all these little ducklings behind her. They love me. Like, so it's like, oh, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, that was, it was fun. And they just had a blast. We just, like, sang songs and danced and took the windows down the whole way. And so it was, it was fun. So I was praise God that he kind of, like, just, Heard me and was like, mm. I'll fix, I'll fix that. <laughs> no, nope, that's not how it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, amen. That is an awesome praise. Who else? Uh, Josh and then Vicky. I want to praise the Lord for this church. God put this church here to make the gospel clear. It is, it's so easy to get led astray with God's word and, and extra, extra things studying outside the Bible. Uh, and I had, I just got led astray the other day. And I asked Patrick a question. He brought me right back to Scripture. It's it's just so it's so nice to be part of a church that God put it here that keeps you on the truth and not let straight. So easy to be let straight. Also, want to praise the Lord. It is uh, during BBS. Uh, my kids, I got to watch them jump up, and sing, and dance. Last year they didn't do that. They just sit like huddled. You know? Yeah. And this year both of them wrote dancing and singing. That was really awesome to see them open up. Yeah. Don't let don't tell everybody that we dance in this church. So. <laughs> Ivor, go ahead. Uh, my praise is that we were able to come down this weekend, and Amen. the baby was good last night. I actually got sleep. No. Yeah. Yeah. So white. <laughs> yes, I had the one inside the room on too, so I kept running out Drew snoring as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that might have been the TMI. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Right? <laughs> he was thankfully outside. This, so. Go ahead, Vicky. Um, Lexi got to attend. Um, Lexi, my youngest granddaughter, got to attend 
BBS three nights out of five, but and her brother was with her, her older brother, and she's here today. So right she's, she's, she's enjoying and she's opening up and making new friends, as she calls them, friends. Friends. Yes, friends. That's what she called them. Friends. Okay. All right. Every generation has a new language. You've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was very grateful to God that he gave me an opportunity to visit with uh, Lexi's mom. Um, and I just forgot her name, but I knew Dawn. her a minute ago, Dawn. And, um, and, what, and Adam, right? And then the Adam. baby is Kyler yes. with a K. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't ever see her because Lexi comes with Grandma. But it was really nice to have an opportunity during the ice cream social on the last yeah. night of BBS to be able to visit with her. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that was awesome. good. There was a lot of good, a lot of good things going on this last week. <laughs> Made you really tired, but it was a lot of good things. <laughs> but uh, anyway, who else? Francis. I just want to praise God for giving me. Such an amazing mentor and Lisa for being there for me. And yeah. for you helping me remind me that it's not my choice on where I live. Yes. It's God's choice. It is. And I didn't really I didn't even think about it that way. So. Yeah. Amen. You know when we finally finally figured that out and started listening to the Lord and then when the issue, whatever it is, comes full circle, we're always glad we let God make the choice. Always. It's it's 100%. Vicki? I also want to praise God for this time of our life. Bubba is kind of complaining about, you know, aches and pains and about, you know, not being the young man and not being able to do the things around the house. But um, his dog got out of our gate uh, and got hit by a car. Praise God, she's okay. She has one little bump on her side and a lot of x-rays and pain medication, but um, she's okay. And the, and the best praise about that is that I called my son Tommy. He, when he got off work, he works at Daryl's Air Conditioning across the street. When he got off work, he came in and he put up all the, the lights that I had purchased around the bottom of the house so that the dogs could no longer escape underneath the bottom of the house and get outside. It took about 15 minutes, but I always have my sons and his son that's willing to step up and take over that those things that the flat bellies can do that my husband and I can't do anymore to help me. That's just a blessing from God that we have them available. And I have to keep reminding Bubba that you're not supposed to do that anymore. Now's the time of life when you're supposed to sit back and take it easy and let them start taking over. Tommy's going to be 42 this year, so that's his, that's his new position. Well, amen. Amen. That reminds me of another praise that I have. I do not have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I, I have lots of friends who have dogs. And if I want to pet a dog, I know where to go. Exactly. But, but I don't. I don't have to feed him. I don't have to take him to the vet. I, I don't have to worry about him getting out and getting hit by a car. So I'm I'm praising the Lord that I don't have a dog. <laughs> Your dog likes me a lot. Both of them. You get a different experience when you live Well, I'm sure of that. Yeah. That's that another reason. 
<laughs> All right, other praises. We got off track here. Let's get back on the rails here. Anybody? What if you have a kid who acts like a dog? <laughs> <laughs> you got a kid. That's a face. Hey, hey, Melody. Mr. Topaz. She'll eat dog food or cat food. Oh, my goodness. She'll run around yes, the house. Yes, they do. They try to like, feed her at Charles's house. Oh, yeah. Like eating them with her face in the plate, you know, like a don't worry, that's an embarrassing story you can tell her friends with. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's If you don't stop that right now, I'm going to tell your friends when they come over. They don't care. She's got that push out of here right now. She'll make her friends do it, too. Oh, well, that's probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Enjoy the face, get you a roll of newspaper. Bad. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last, last shot. Jordan. I'm not really a morning person, but today I woke up like very easily, so I'm going to do that too. Praise the Lord. Well, that's, uh, there's an explanation for that. When you, anytime you do things that God is leading you to do that's in his will, you will get help from him. And that's what that was. It always works that way. We serve an, an incredible Savior. He, he's amazing. He just is. Yeah. He's cool, too. I have one more. One more. I just right. want to pray God that whatever virus went around in my house, that it went quick. Like, it wasn't. It, it was quick. You were sick during this last week. Yeah, and the kids all got it. Daniel got it. And now it's gone. And now my whole family is, is good. Yep. Wow. Even Calista started yesterday, but she's good already. So. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't have a headache no more either. No, I still use a little bit, but yeah. I don't know what that's about. It's probably my teeth. Well, I have one, and it's not from a virus. That's how all of ours start. It's from this hole they cut in my head, Freddie. Right? So. <laughs> That'll do it. So, anyway, John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. How many of you have entertained or at least thought about naming your one of your children Nicodemus? <laughs> Not a one of you. I see that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could just call him Nick. I mean, it's the same came. He was a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now, there's been a lot of discussion. And we, when we started this chapter, we didn't actually talk about this part about why Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. I think it's very obvious, but... Maybe there's a better answer than my initial suspicion. What do you think he came by I night? I just think, you know, sometimes people are embarrassed to ask questions because, you know, okay. then they have to admit they don't know. You know and he, he, I don't know if he means it's like, he might be embarrassed yeah. to ask that question. All right, so Nicodemus might be embarrassed to ask Jesus the things he was going to talk to him about. What do you think, Andrew? He said, we know that you're from God. And all the other Pharisees rejected that idea. And so maybe he didn't want them to know that he was talking to him in those terms. That's yeah. what I think is the most obvious thing. That yeah. 
So he did it at night. He did it at night so that all his buddies wouldn't be privy to what he was doing. Jerry, is that pretty much what you think? Well, yeah, I had two things. Uh, that was one of them. And then uh, the other one was, uh, it kind of strikes me, Nick Dennis might have wanted Jesus by himself. Yeah. Had him all to himself. So he went at night to prison to see him so that way he could just have all of him. Well, that's a, really, that's a good observation, actually. Because uh, <clears throat> Jesus was constantly thronged by a crowd yeah. everywhere he went. There, there were people just crowded in constantly. And uh, matter of fact, this the one lady probably crawled through the crowd on her hands and knees to touch the robe, and was healed immediately. When you listen to that story, you might just imagine people standing up, crowding around him, but it wasn't. All, all hale and hearty people who could stand up, and I've never thought about her, but, but the blood loss and everything. Yeah, well, she was she was suffering from an issue of blood. Uh, that is not that's not something that the average lady would want to be out in public with. Well, they were supposed to be like in the wagons. You know, it makes me think of uh, it makes me think of us. Here, people were literally risking everything just to be where Jesus was, and He has promised to meet with us here every Sunday morning, and we're willing to come if it's convenient. I think those who come when it's not convenient are going to be remembered for it. I really do. Alright, let's go on. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, I don't think that he wanted the other Pharisees to hear him calling Jesus Rabbi either. Rabbi, which is to say what? Teacher or master. We know that thou art a teacher come from God. I I like the way he said that. He said, he didn't say, I know you're a teacher come from God. He said, we know. He kind of ratted out the other Pharisees right there, didn't he? I know what they're saying, but we know. We all know. Is Jesus a teacher come from God? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Yes and a little more maybe. He's not just a teacher come no. from God, is he? Yeah. He is God. And he's so much more than a teacher. Yeah, you know, at 12 years old, he's sitting with the elders asking them questions and teaching them. Uh, what would it have been like to be one of those elders when he's 12 years old and hearing the, the incredible wisdom of God himself? You can't argue with God yeah. about anything. 
and these uh, elders of Israel are not going to be easily listening to a 12-year-old. But they did that day. He said, For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Well, that's an obvious truth. Nicodemus was not a believer at this point. But he became one. Mm-hmm. We became one. He became one. How did we know that Nicodemus didn't just stay lost? And how do we know? He helped bury him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was right there alongside Joseph of Arimathea. Now, what was Joseph of Arimathea sort of famous for, other than being rich? What kind of a disciple was he? He was a secret disciple. He was a what? Oh, yeah. He was a secret disciple. He did not not allow his discipleship to be publicly known. Any any secret disciples around today? Yes. Mm A lot of people. I feel like missionaries who go into other countries that are supposed to be there, aren't they secret because they have yeah. to be? Yeah, Amber's right. The missionaries who go into places like China, Ukraine, and Russia, and China, yeah. places like that, they, uh, they have to be secret disciples yeah. from some people, not from all people. Yeah. But what about here? Well, when the wicked really rolling, in the workplace, sometimes you have to be a secret disciple. That's true. In a workplace? Yeah. There, I've worked at places where it's not encouraged that you express your faith or your beliefs, and that that's something for outside the workplace, that work is for work and, and church is for church. I feel like not just that, but there's some people that are coming from other religions that they're like, well, my parents know that I am a Christian now. They're going to disown me, so I'm going to be secret about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the Bible say about being a secret disciple? That if you deny me, then I'll deny you. But if you express me openly, you then deny I'll... me before man, yes. I'll yeah. deny, deny you before, before my father. father, which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's your recommendation about being a secret disciple? No, you live your faith. It's easy to say when you're in a free country. So people, you're not going to get a. Well, so that's just it. We are in America. <laughs> yeah. We're not just in America. We're in Texas. <laughs> I mean, you don't get freer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there is any place that you don't have to be a secret disciple, it's here. For free, it's, it's here. Andrew's like, mm, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe not in Austin, Has being a disciple ever cost you anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends. Friends. <laughs> 
it's yep. all worth it. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely it worth it. But long gaps of silence from family sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you have to choose in a situation, sometimes, but not now. Well, there's an interesting statement right there. Being a disciple uh, means you have to make some choices. And, and being a secret disciple means you made the choice. I was having a discussion with someone uh, yesterday, actually, about uh, someone said, well, they can't, they can't come to church or they can't do this. And I said, it's always a choice. No, no, they don't have a choice. He said, I realize that you talk about your children and you want to justify their actions, but we all have a choice. Yeah. And I won't get into further than that, but if you're going to be, if you're going to be a, a disciple of the Lord, it's going to cost you something. I realize you're going to be totally distracted now by one of the most handsome young men you've ever seen. Hi, buddy. That is that young man, Micah, right there, is my latest grandson. Yours? Like nobody's 
burning away in my head. But I was I was talking to him about you know I I, I got some questions I like to ask people about where they are, and uh, it was really stirring his interest. And, and Charlotte, the nurse that was in attendance, was uh, quiet as a mouse, sitting over there doing her thing and listening to every word. I mean, she wasn't missing anything. And then when the doctor left, I got to talk to Charlotte about some more, and she was she was just about as receptive as Jordan. So it was just it was just so sweet that you know. And uh, I'm trying to remember the doctor's name. I got it down, but it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. I got his card, but he well, was they got, they didn't put you to sleep. He was listening. No, it's just no, that they, whole thing. Yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't. Put no, they do some local. They can hear about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, uh, being born again affects people in different ways. You know, that's what I was really going to get into mostly today, but I'm probably going to just stay with where we are. Uh, nobody gets to go to heaven unless you're born again. And last week we discussed what do you, where you are, what do you think that really means? What have you learned about that? Uh, but it affects it affects people different ways. I was uh, I was as lost as you could possibly be, and and, and being lost is like I'll use you know it's like being pregnant. You either are or you're not. I mean, it's <laughs> it. There's not a there's not a degree in it. But uh, we have proof. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I when I got saved, uh, as I began to realize what had happened to me, what Jesus had done for me, uh, I was I was very fortunate in that the things that the Lord allowed me to go through up until the time I trusted him to save me from my sins were, uh, and I don't know how to call them good or bad, I just know that God used it. You know, I was taken by my sister to a certain kind of church, and that kind of church is, uh, is one of the devil's greatest tools out there in the world right now, teaching people that you, your, how you live your life is going to determine whether you go to heaven or not. Nothing could possibly be further from the truth than that. Nothing. And uh, and because of that, I had come to a conclusion. And I'm a I'm a teenager now, barely. I'm I'm about Alexis' age. And I'm a teenage boy. And all you guys in here know what I'm talking about. Boys don't just sin. They don't think about anything else but about 23 and three-fourths hours a day. <laughs> and they know that they are sinful. And, and basically, I can remember thinking, I don't have a rest yet this. I have zero, zero hope whatsoever. And so I walked away and I decided that I'm done with this and I'm just 
going to hell. That's it. That's all I can do. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but just from my own perspective, I was right. And and I knew it. I knew I couldn't live good enough to go to heaven. I knew there was no way on the planet I would ever be able to live good enough to go to heaven. Until I got to the Billy Graham crusade when I was 16. And he was so convincing that Jesus would save me that I walked forward in that massive sea of people. But you know how you know how when people come to Christ they, they come from a, a, a another culture and when they come into the fellowship of God's people they bring all their baggage from that other culture. And then that culture gets mixed with Christianity and that's why you get all of these weird Christian so-called, uh, what do you call it, traits that aren't really Christian. Well, I had all this <coughs> doctrinal garbage poured into me and then I hear that Jesus can really save me and I came away with the idea that now that I have gone down the aisle and I have prayed this prayer and I have experienced this presence in my life, now I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah. Still as stupid as ever, <laughs> but a different stupid. Now I'm going to be able to do it. And I remember the time. I remember three weeks. Don't ask me how I remember that. I don't know how, but I remember three weeks. Three weeks had gone by. And in three weeks, I had come to the conclusion that it was all just a big story. It's just a big lie. Nobody ever really gonna change. Nobody's ever really gonna do it. He's preaching. Oh, like He's preaching. Doing that with it. Very serious. I love it. Yeah, I know. I'm totally distracted here. Come on. Yeah. Here we go. You can help me. Okay. That may be distracted. And at uh, at that point, I. I just, uh, I, I believed that religious idea and this Christianity thing was all for, it was just a big nothing. Wasn't real. <laughs> and uh, that's where I was for 10 years. 10 years. And being 16 years old and having the next 10 years of my life as lost as you can get. It was not a pretty 10 years. It was a horrible 10 years. Uh, I, I'm amazed that I survived that 10 years. But uh, when that old Baptist preacher showed up on my, on my door with his raggedy old Bible, and he opened that Bible, <laughs> and he showed me in the Bible 
nobody had ever showed me anything in, in the Bible. And he showed me in the Bible that the whole reason that Jesus died for me was because I couldn't. I mean, it took everything that I had thought I had learned up until then and just turned it upside down. And I, when I saw that, I didn't just hear somebody tell me. I saw it and heard it. It took me a, it might have taken me a full minute to trust Jesus to save me. And I haven't been able to get over that. And ever since that day, I didn't care who knew I was Christian. I was never a secret disciple. And I couldn't shut up about Jesus. Still can. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That I, that idea seems to be everywhere. Um, I've I've visited several Baptist churches up around where we live, and just last week, for example, I heard the preacher said, you know, he was quoting many uh, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied and done miracles in your name? He'll say to them, "Depart from me, I never knew you." He goes. He, he made the statement. He just said, "Well, obviously, salvation's not that easy where you can just come and get it. Otherwise, why would that be in the Bible?" And I'm just thinking, oh, yeah. "Man." We're like, "Nope, not coming here again." I thought your statement. <laughs> I thought your statement of belief is online said by grace through faith in Christ alone. I was like, "All right." And then you get there, and I was like, "That's yeah. not what they're teaching." Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these are yeah. Baptists, you know. Yeah, I do know. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just going to mirror what you said. I went through exactly the same thing. When I was a child up to a young teen, went to Hellfire Damnation, Southern Baptist Church. And by the time I got old enough to understand that they were teaching me that I'm going to have to live it, and I understood that I couldn't live it, that's when I stepped away from the church for 40 years. Yeah. Until the Lord drew me back here. Yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty blessed to only have taken ten. <laughs> could have been four with just a It really could have But the Lord, I just pray God He did it. Period. Yeah, I say, I say this all the time. All He had to do to let me and my whole family go right straight to hell was just leave me alone. That's all He had to do. Yeah. Just leave me alone. That's it. That's all it took. That's all. That's all He had to do. That's not what He did. But, uh, but then, but then understanding, and then. Within six months after I was saved, about took about six months after I was saved, the Lord called me to preach. And if you think I wouldn't shut up before, <laughs> now you have years of experience. I do that. I have years of experience. And the first people, the first people that I drove away were my family. I knew my my brother next to me that's six years older than me. I knew, Bill was, I knew Bill was lost. I knew Bill was as evil as just about anybody could get. It was. And I was going to make him get saved. I couldn't leave him like he was. Well, it took me a long time to learn that that doesn't work. But, uh, but I... I wouldn't shut up about the Lord, and, and it cost me my fellowship with Him. We, we, he and his wife would come over and we'd play cards 
once a week, every week. And that all stopped after I got saved. And you thought, man, that's horrible. It was. But a few years ago, I found out my brother had cancer and he was dying. And so I decided that I would, instead of making the trip back to Missouri for the funeral, that I would go now while he's still alive. Mm -hmm. So I go there, I fly in there, and I drive down to Greenfield, and I go see my brother. And he's there in bed, but he, he, he's not going to make it. Then. <laughs> and uh, I find out that my brother has been a member of First Baptist Church in Greenfield for about four years, three, four years now. And he got saved, got baptized, joined the church, and been serving the Lord. I wonder if it would have been the same if I had been a secret disciple. I wouldn't have drove him away. We would have still had card games. It happened so, the way God wanted it to happen. Yeah, well, God wants everybody to get saved. Oh, yeah, but it had to go through a process. Uh, it does. Yeah. There are some amazing things that God used that we just, yeah. There's a promise. You all know the promise. It's one of the most famous promises in the Bible. Romans 8, 28. Yeah. And he will make all things work together for good for them who are the called, for them who love him and yeah. are the called hey. according to his purpose. Yeah. That's two conditions you got to meet for that promise to be real. Yeah. And everybody in this room can meet that promise. To love the Lord and be, you know, belong to Him, to be the called according to His purpose, uh, is whatever you have to go through in your life. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to go through some rough stuff. Mm -hmm. Life is not easy on us. Yeah. It won't always be getting a hold. <laughs> Mr. Hanson was here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the purpose. And it is time to quit. We're out of time. But, uh, Nicodemus did not stay a secret disciple. I don't know a whole lot about what happened with him later, but I know that that he was a, he was the real deal before it was over. And he was just look at the contrast. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Stay with me. Okay. He, uh, he is uh, hiding from the Pharisees to come to talk to Jesus at night. And then, fast forward to the crucifixion. 
you think Jesus was unpopular whenever the Pharisees were being put in their place by Jesus and when he was taking a scourge and running them out of the temple? That's about as unpopular as you get. The only thing more unpopular would be hanging on a tree condemned as a criminal. And so Nicodemus, with Joseph, stepped up, went to Pilate, asking for Jesus' body. Pilate granted that. These were very influential, powerful men. And he, so he and Joseph, in front, of, in front of God and everybody, you've heard that phrase, they take down the body of Jesus, and they wrap him up, treat him, treating him like he is the most special person in the world, which he is, and put him in Joseph's brand new tomb that he had had built, carved out of solid stone. Some of you have been there. Well, I think some of you have been there. Mm -hmm. None have been there. Yeah. Andrew's been there. Lisa's been there. Andrew's been there. Andrew's been there. And. Right there in front of the whole world. There's no secret anymore. 